Hello everyone and welcome back to Inside Art Scroll, where the books you read and the people who write them come to life. Today I am privileged to be joined by Rav Moshe Tovyalif, Rav of Agudas Yisrael Beis Binyamin of Flatbush. Thank you Rabbi Leif for being here. It's a pleasure. Now it's I mentioned honor. the books you read, the people who write them. The Rav has not yet written a book with Art Scroll, maybe uh, sometime soon. Um, but mm. today we're here to discuss a, a very special book, and really a very special project known as Vayimoyin, which has taken the world by storm in a relatively short period of time. And we'll get into the popularity of it, but I, I'm going to jump right in to the question that I think many people wonder. And based on the Rav's experience of being a Rav in Minneapolis for 19 years, now rough for so long in Flatbush, and, and being in the rabbinate, and being a Marbetz Torah, and being a Mashpia, and dealing with people, and hearing the problems of the day so close up. What was the Rav's reaction when he heard that there's a project focusing on Shmir Senayim? And what, the, the backdrop of the question is, growing up, and I'm sure it was like that for the Rav as well, Kedush and Shmir Senayim was something we, we never spoke about. It was the unspoken issue. A person worked on it. It was, you know, Beinoi, Uvena Kodesh The proverbial elephant in the room. Yeah, so that's the elephant in the room. How did the Rav feel about a project like Vayimoyim that is primarily focused on Shmir Senayim? So initially, I can't say I was skeptical, but I was not interested. It didn't talk to me, you know. Sometimes you meet a person, it doesn't talk uh-huh. to me until life becomes real. And I heard different people that were doing it. It sounded very nice. It's going to be inspirational. It's going to be wonderful to ignite. But I'm a more, I try to be more meat and potatoes with Teichen. And then they got Reb Sholem, I go in Reb Sholem Kamenetsky to do one, who I'm very close with. He's a tremendous Talmud Chochem. Consider him a close friend. I said, Reb Sholem's doing this. Maybe it's something I should look into. And I did a few of them, and it sounded incredible because that's how Klal Yisrael tackles issues. It's step by step, shlav achashlav. My brother Shlita, Rashiv Munsi, told me many years ago, he says, the kevesh in front of the menorah is different than the kevesh in front of the mizbeach. Because the kevesh, the avoid of the mizbeach, you slide up, you slide down. When it comes to Torah, it's step after step, shlav after shlav. You purchase, you go vaita, and that's exactly what Vayimoyin is. It champions the moment. It's not about changing your life monumentally, turning yourself into an instant static forever. It's realizing that one moment, one moment of control is incredible. And all those that are doing it, they do it so eloquently, so passionately, and with a lot of humor, a lot of integrity. And I'll tell you honestly, the one it affects the most is me. The Balimusas say, How do you know if your drush or your shmuz, your shir was effective? It affects you. Mm-hmm. And I know that whether when I give over a gedank, an idea, I was just telling my Rebbe, Rav Nelson Sherman Shlita, was my seventh grade Rebbe, I'm very close with him. He couldn't believe this is done in two, three minutes. In two, three minutes, you can change the world. And that's, I think, what Vayimoyim is doing. And the recognition is literally worldwide. So to address this, the elephant in the room, that question, uh, what, what kind of changed the Rav's perspective on that? That, whereas, you know, maybe Kedusha and Shemir Senayim used to be, at least in the Litvish world, 
Uh, maybe in the Chassidish world, there might be more of a dogish, more of an emphasis on those areas, and even speaking about it openly. Whereas I think in the Ilam HaYeshivas, typically, you know, this was a topic that was kind of under the radar, and each person worked on it individually. And over here we have a movement whose success is, is unquestionable, because we, we see how much it's impacting people. But the, the, just this component and this, this detail of the fact that it's being spoken, obviously in a very edelah, gentle, dignified way, but that it's being spoken about publicly. You know, it's very much like Shavivim. As a child, I don't remember the programs of Shavivim in New York or mm-hmm. all over the world. And now it's become a national movement where people realize there's a need for Shemir Sagov, Bris, Ainaim. But I think the Maila of Vayimoyin, it takes it to a level that everyone can be influenced by. And it's not in our world when we grew up. You had the Hasidish call it a Gutayid, or you had a Hilagid. That was somebody that was Bikadusha, Vitare, a Rebbe, Rosh Hashiva, Rav, a Goyen, a Tzadik, a Moshe, a Tzarabiankiv, the Satma Rebbe. Hilagid did Hilagid things. But Magushim Dikayid did Magushim Dikayid things. You couldn't see Rav Yashiv eating a rib steak. It was beneath his dignity. And I think that's what Vayimoyen introduced, that a yid has to fly above the brambles and bushes, not to get caught, but beneath the radar. There's something vaspasnish. It just doesn't fit with who I am. And Vayimoyen introduces that every single yid with a neshama, nishma salikamimal, every yid at any level, has something that's beneath his dignity. And it sort of says, I don't got to look, I don't got to see, I don't got to run, I don't have to be enticed, I can control myself, I am, to a certain degree, the master of my destiny, mm-hmm. and that's right. the Chiddush of Vayimoyim. It's little, in, in criminal, sort of minuscule steps, where it's incremental, where you just keep on growing, you don't even realize you're growing, right. and you don't have this goal to grow, it's just to control that moment. It's just to take some control of your life. And all of a sudden you feel like you're a, you're a gavra, you're somebody. Yeah, and I think, I think it's obvious to point out that the nisyonis in this area are clearly greater today than ever. It's, it sounds like a cliche and it sounds trite, but it's true. With the advent of technology and the expansion of technology and how we're inundated with, with so many things coming from different directions, you know, they say, it, they say over from, from the G'daylum, whichever G'dal it was, that, you know, one trip on the subway today, you'll see more than you saw in, 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 uh, in a lifetime in the shtetl, whoever that's attributed to. But there's no question that the Nisayin today of what's thrown at us is, is on a different level and different types of challenges need different responses. And I was once asked to speak about technologies. I was talking to Mareyner Baron Shachtazatzal. And he told me, the internet has removed boundaries. There used to be boundaries. And that's been whited out. And exactly like you're saying, you know, I always talk about the fact, I, I, I say that, you find someone naming a daughter or a granddaughter after an altar baba from Europe. And there was shtetlach in Europe, believe it or not, that it was called a zogike. And the zogike would read Senarena, 
Friday night, which is a synopsis of the parsha in Yiddish, to a bunch of ladies who were literates. They couldn't read. Mm-hmm. They could not read Ivrit. They couldn't read Loshan Kodesh. They couldn't dab from a sitter. So why are you naming your Brindy after the Elta Baba Brindy who couldn't read? Because the Elta Baba Brindy, exactly like you said, wasn't exposed during the course of her whole lifetime, but our kids are exposed to one hour in the mall or one hour on the subway. So there's got to be a built-in safeguard. You know, Zulu Mazu, mm-hmm. the same way we find when it comes to Ilchis Kashris, anything that's not kosher, there's something else that can mirror that taste and that effect and that texture. If Hashem created internet, it's because we can deal with it. And there are things that we can do, the technology, to harness it letoiv and not lera, to filter it, but also to realize we're not so grounded by it or we're not so seduced by it or we're mm-hmm. not so enslaved by it. Of course, that's the beauty of Shabbos, when you put it all away. It shows you you can right. be in control. That's what your mind does. I think it gives you the ability to see I'm bigger than that. It's always trying to dumb me down. Right. You're a garmish, you're a rusha marisha, forget about it. And no, there's no forget about it. It's nice saying in Brooklyn, forget about it. <laughs> I heard now they're taking down that sign. There are certain signs they want throughout the country taken down because they're not happy with the jargon. But uh-huh. forget about it is a Brooklyn terminology. And that's you have to tell the HR to forget about it. Sometimes right. I'm going to forget about you. Now, this new book was written by our dear Chava Rabbi Chil Spiro, who did an amazing job. I've been going through the manuscript as it's being prepared for print. This conversation is taking place shortly before the book hits the press. And uh, what I noticed about the manuscript, besides that it's written so eloquently in Rabbi Chil's classic style, he took whoever has done these videos, and he's not only written them up in such a beautiful way, but he's added to it and he's expanded to it, and I noticed that more than half of the entries are actually not directly about Shemir Sinayim. They're about, like the Rav said, being a master of your domain. Control. Control. Being able to say no. Being able to say yes. Basically, being a good to yid in every situation. Having the power to do the right thing. Which kind of really the, the Vayimoyin movement may have started uh, in, uh, you know, with the slogan of setting your eyes on greatness, but it's much broader than just Shmir Sinayim. It's about really having the strength that a Yid needs to live as a Yid. If you live life with control, it's a flavor enhancer. Meaning, as someone who's been on diets and, you know, tries to deal with Gashmis and Ruchnias, I firmly believe Gashmis and Ruchnias are the exact opposites. It's so easy to gain Gashmis and so hard to lose so hard to gain ruchnius and so easy to lose. Right. I look at a donut, I gain five pounds. I mean, that's just the tab of a person. But it's a flavor enhancer. When you're on a diet, and whatever you're eating has a flavor to it. It tastes like something. You could smell the celery from the other room. It's, it's really insane, but a real baltaiva should be curbing his appetite and eating certain amounts and certain foods, and it's going to be flavorful. Same thing with life. The same thing with Hilchas Taras and Mishpacha. Anything you think about, the control is not just to fight the Yitzhahara, but it enhances your Gashmias, it enhances your Ruchmias. You feel like you've accomplished. You're somebody, you're something. You're forced mm-hmm. to be reckoned with. You know, they say, mentioned several times that he knew he was taking on the Sitra Achro, the Yitzhahara, and that he would be taken down by it. And many 
in the know say that shortly after City Field, he became unwell, as mm -hmm. if the Sitcher Taka fought him on it, but he was willing to be my Nefesh. Let me be honest with you. Ramatashio came to an Aguda convention we had, Aguda Midwest, I was very involved with it. And there were many Rabbanim in the room, and he started talking about the internet that we barely knew about. He started talking about a motor car, you wouldn't allow someone to drive a motor car without instructions, you wouldn't just hand them the keys to a child. And somebody said, who in this room, this goes back many years ago, has a kahila where there isn't one TV in a misbalance house, and nobody raised their hand. So the consensus was, should we first talk about TV, then worry about the internet? Mm -hmm. But Ramat understood that the, the internet was a very intense, lurking danger that can change Kalal Yisrael. I think Rav Elie Brudin said many years ago, we were marching towards our destiny, Mashiach, and then the Yitzhah sent a monkey wrench in the internet. Mm -hmm. But Lamaisa, it's exactly the same, Rabbi Yitzhah, Koyach is to teach control to youngsters, to older people. Rebellion Lapian, Zatzal had a book, I think Rabbi Uncle Bender just mentioned this recently, <coughs> who said to the Mashkiach, and Fachasidim, he's going to Tel Aviv for a bris. He said, How could you go to Tel Aviv for a bris? He said, I'm going to be careful, Rabbi. He says, Rebellion Lapian, Zatzal, he has one eye. And he can barely see out of the other eye. And he's terrified to go to Tel Aviv. And you with Tzvei Fleishig Eugen, two fleshly eyes, you have no problem. Mm. Cavalier to go to Tel Aviv, the Bacha didn't go. So my point is, it's teaching us we don't need to go there to reach for that, to say that. Once you learn to control yourself from where you're looking, what you're saying, how you understand and appreciate people. My Zangazan says everybody's basically good. People are good people. They mean mm -hmm. to be good. Right, so right. if you're looking for the good in people, you'll find it. It all right. depends on what you're looking for. Yeah, a yid is inherently good. It's all about bringing it out. And I think that that's really what this project, the Vayimoyim project, and the Heilugi Yidden who are behind it, anonymously behind the scenes, we don't see them. And they're putting out these videos every day with a tremendous amount of I should mention expertise, expertise artistry, artistry, creativity. By the time they finish with what I said, I can't believe I said it. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's unbelievable. It's magnificent. It's really magnificent, yeah. and obviously a tremendous outlay of money. But it's being done with Shem Shemayim, and whatever those videos have done on a on a creative level, visually, this book does perhaps even more because the written word is 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 as powerful as anything. Right. And I think this book will be a handbook for people to navigate life's challenges in general, but not just challenges, giving people the wherewithal, the fortitude to get through a day. There's one more nekudah, yeah. besimcha, meaning right. it's a feel-good kind of mitzvah. Mm -hmm. You feel accomplished. It's out of order. It should say, so as a Yidin tells Yeshiva, Moshe Elfan Zatzal said, he give 20 people the newspaper to read, the, the Kushan newspaper. And they read it from cover to cover, and you give them a quiz and they all fail. Why? Because each person is reading what they're sensitive, calibrated to see. This one wants to know about politics, this one about Eretz Yisrael, the economy, sports if there's sports in the paper. Zakhtatayrak Daisha 
Where's your heart? Because the heart will cause you to see what you see and not see what you're not supposed to see. What the heart wants us to see, that and the does the If you're in the right place and your heart's in the right place, you're not going to see the wrong things. If you walk down Lower East Side with Marina Ramosha Zatzal, and there were different sites to see, you didn't see anything. You were with Ramosha, you held his hand. You saw the world through Ramosha's eyes. You're looking for mm-hmm. a year to give comfort to. I had a Rebbe, Reb Chaim Stein Zatzal, tells us Shiva. He was unbelievable. I was at Lom with Machavrusa. So by Shloshim, that the Munkacha Rebbe, Zayn Gazunt, the Grace Tzaddik, also came and spoke as Reb Chaim was his Rebbe. I said, Vos Pshat, the Gemara Zakt. But that's the kasha. If to Moshe Rabbeinu, Milsa Zutrasa, how does it help us? We're not Moshe Rabbeinu. I tell you, Lagambe doesn't mean in the perspective of Moshe. If you're holding Moshe Rabbeinu's hand, Milsa Zutrasa, mm-hmm. if you have a Rebbe, a Rav, a Rosh Hashiva, a Machanach, a Zayda, and you walk through life holding his hand, or the Mora's hand for a lady, it's the easiest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. So I said, if you hold on to Rab Chaim, Yerushalayim was Moshe Zutrasa. And that's really the idea. The idea is, it's a hand to hold on to. It's a way of conducting your life. And you know who's most spoil? The kids. Mm-hmm. We had issues sometimes with sneers in Minneapolis with some ladies, very wonderful ladies. They just didn't get it. Right. So they said, when the curl's going to come, they're going to learn. It didn't happen. You know what happened? When the daughters came back from seminary and they said, Ma, you can't wear that. Ma, you can't wear that. Ma stopped wearing it. Uh-huh. So now when the kids see that the parents and the father who's out there and he's put together and he's worldly and he interacts with people is careful and cautious and makes decisions based on not being led into temptation, boom, mm-hmm. it's a gimme to the kids. They all want to be like their parents. And, you know, there was a Maisa many years ago where Bianca Zatzal was Nifta. And there was a boy in Chicago going to the school that uh, the menial of the school came in and the Bamba says, this kid's a little crazy. It was snowing outside and the kid wouldn't stay in the Bamba shop. He kept on going outside on the street and then every 10 minutes he'd come back, is it my turn yet? Five, six, seven times couldn't figure it out. The Manal figured it out. They had made a Kabbalah. This goes back all those days. That for a week, anybody who's got a TV, nobody watches TV during the week of the Shiva of Rabbi Yankif in Chicago. Uh-huh. And this kid saw that the barber had his TV on. So he just walked out in the snow. Wow. It's not an amazing story. Amazing. But that's your mind every single day. Mm-hmm. Younger people, older people, people who are so used, used to looking around, casing out the joint, checking out the world, and the flies are And the Maisa, we show the Rebbeinu Shalom and ourselves that we're really great people. So I wanted to ask the Rav, you know, you mentioned the story from years ago. From many decades ago, when the Rav was a Talmud at Tarvadasa Flatbush, and then in Tells, and then, and then in Minneapolis as a Mardasra, and now in Flatbush. Such a perspective on life, having lived through so many monumental moments and, and such important uh, junctures in, in, in our recent Jewish history. 
and how Klal Yisrael has evolved, has the Olam HaTorah has grown. What have you seen as the biggest change in terms of the challenges for a from Yid? And, and not just the internet, I'm talking about in, in raising mishpachas and being mechanach children, you know, nebuch, uh, the, the children who sometimes have, str- have a struggle connecting with our heritage and it takes a lot of effort, boys and girls, to bring them, to bring them over. Well, well, what's what's the, the biggest e- difference? E- excellent, them? excellent question. I will say, bottom line, like the old song, we are an incredible door because of these Nisyanis. Now, I do think that the basic difference between when I grew up and kids are growing up today, my father's outside was a Rav, big Tamat Chacham, Tamar of Rudiman, he learned nine years in Eri Yisrael. He also taught for the Board of Ed, but you were physically handicapped, emotionally disturbed, like your father's Zangazunt, who also was a Tamat Chacham and who also was able to interact in that world. My mother was a college math professor with a PhD from Columbia, so they made Parnassa. And what kind of steak we had once a week? We had a very thin shoulder steak. Have you ever eaten shoulder steak? Most people don't eat shoulder steak. <laughs> we had a simple house, two-family house. We didn't have wall-to-wall company. We didn't have chandeliers. We had second-hand furniture. Why? Was that insane? I mean, we easily could have had... My father never bought a new car. Mm-hmm. He bought Rabbi Shechter's used car. I mean, what's the pshat? Mm-hmm. They sent money to Eretz Yisrael. They supported yeshivas. They supported stuckers. Life was much simpler. Mm-hmm. Today, I think it just become much more complicated, much faster. The exposure to the world is greater. They have the global village where any atrocity, whatever happens, everybody knows everything about. We're too busy with the news. And the Gashmias, you can't get away. Ramatul Pragamansky Zatzal was an incredible Bamachshove, and the Rebbe of my Rebbe, Rev Gifta, Rev Chaim Stein, he said, I think it was Termoshe Sternbach Zangesund, if the World War II in France, he told him, I'm very worried about the next door, about their success, about their Gashmias. Will they be able to, to deal with it? Will they give the money the way they're supposed to give it? Will they live lives that takes them away from Yiddishkeit? So to us, I think, honestly, I mean, right now, I'm not going to mention the city. It's a fantastic city. It's very near to my heart. The shtut is emptied out. Everybody went on winter vacation. To Arizona, to Florida. Who goes to winter vacation? Who went anywhere? When I was a kid, my brother and I, the other ones that flew out of town because we went to my grandparents in Cincinnati and grandparents in, in Montreal. Every other year, we flew on a plane. Who flew on a plane? And now kids go on their own, junkets all over the world, steakhouses. And again, I love Gashmir's just like the next guy. But it's become such excess. So, you know, I was talking to David Shustel Shlita Roshiva. I had to speak about technology. He says, Where's your Tovia? He says, If a kid has a Gashmak and a Tysis, there's no competition. And it's not true. I'm Rebbe Bishmubimbam, the Mir, a Platkamar, there's no competition. But how are they going to get their teeth sunk in? with so much gashmias. Mm-hmm. So a little bit, we gotta dumb down, even though Rabbi Yankov and Ramayshe Zatzal had a monumental discussion, argument about this. Rabbi Yankov, Ramayshe said that there's too much gashmias, the Virmar yeah. And that was 35 years ago. Really ostentatious. <laughs> yeah. And so we gotta knock it down. And Rabbi Yankov says, if we, for lack of a better word, dumb down the gashmias, 
will dumb down their hasogas and stucca, and he had mm -hmm. the day. So that's the duality, you know, to be able to give tremendous amounts of stucca, but not be so fakoyft in the gashmias where we're telling Hashem, well, we don't think my sheikh's coming, well, I would have a $5 million house. Or kids, elementary school kids, going to steakhouses. Now, I'll tell you a story. Okay, it's a silly story. I was in Miami Beach, very close to Rev Gross, and you could still stern runs the kettle over there, and I came to give Shurman the kettle and also to speak for the shtat. So somebody took me to a restaurant, very nice, a nice restaurant. I could not believe what I heard. A fella asks the maitre d', the waiter, this says 40-ounce steak. You hear what I'm saying? 40-ounce. You know, 16 ounces is, is a pound, 32 is two, 40-ounce steak. Is that before they cook it or after they cook it? He wanted to know if it's 40 ounces or really 37. I mean, I enjoy a steak. How much could you eat? But I could double push it. And right. I'm not saying the excess of everything in life, but Lamai said that definitely is very different than the way I grew up. And we did things and enjoyed life and went places. But that's definitely a problem. So a little bit the inconsistencies, you know, like... You know, you can't be like Socrates, you know, do what I say and not do what I do. you right. got to yes. live it. But because, Elian, there are many people that live Torah and Asmoda Satara and Avonah Satara. I was by the Saratara, my shvagar, my daughter, actually, a very close Talmud of his. Right, so I used sure. to go every year to Reb Chaim before, before Yom Nerim, you know, a little before El. Vazal Zogendoyal. For many years, what should I tell the Eilam by Kalnidra, by Nila, what should I tell him? Every year was something else. Once talk about the Shafer. On Yom Kippur, talk about the Shafer, yeah. Talk about this, talk about that. And one time he told me, Zen Kaveh Itim? The Kaveh Itim Matera? I said, yeah. Is that Shah? I said, no. At least two, three hours a day. You know, in the Aguda, in the most shuls, if you don't learn two, three hours a day, you push it, you choose my French a loser. Like, who even looks at you? So he thinks, and he thinks, and he thinks, and he thinks, the whole gamut of Kala Terakula, the Rishonim, the Acharonim, the Safri, the Safra, and Azok, Merlanen. That's what he told me, Merlanen. But today, Baruch Hashem, there is a lot of Merlanen. But, you know, commensurate with that. Chavetz Chaim at Yetzirah. You know, it's got to be Bechir Chavshis. So we have all these Taivas that jumped up. And, and luxuries end up becoming necessities. That's, 100%, that's, that's 100% part of the true. And it's, it's, it's really sad because then it's not really a luxury. Right. I mean, everybody wants a luxury, not a A luxury a need. is an extra, not right. a need. Exactly, exactly. It's, not, <laughs> it's like, I need this. No, no, you want that. You don't need that. Okay, listen, I grew up, my kids grew up in Minneapolis, a wonderful place to grow up. It was not a life of excess. People had money, people were comfortable, but they didn't go with sugar. Bechlal, out of town is... Out of town is, is, is very adult. Out of town is, is, is It's a great more, place to raise children. Yeah, more toned down. Very toned down, and they're more real. Like, you know, I said, people in the shul, people would say, when he's davening, he's talking to Hashem. He's talking to God, like you could see it. That was one thing about the Sephardim, they'd come visit, uh, because they did business with Best Buy or with... Um, Target, corporate headquarters were in Minneapolis. And like when these fellows daven, no one's telling them not to talk during Chazar Sashats. They were too busy davening. Like they really believe it. You know mm -hmm. why? Because when they daven, they believe it. And when the Chacham says something, they do it. It's like a Munas Chachamim. It's ingrained. And the Zatzal said that he says, Why do you find that when the Litvisha and the Ashkenaz people talk, if to apologize, if this is the case, if that's the case, when a Sephardi rabbi talks, he hits him over the head. <laughs> right. He says, because their messer 
was not dull, but a Haskola. The Sephardim didn't have Haskola, that's what uh -huh. he said. So there's this Amunas Chachomim that they have, and a real connection to the Rebbein Shalom. You walk into some of the shuls, they're saying, till them with such, such fervor, with such real Ernstkeit. And again, uh, we have Litvish and Hasidish the same way also. I'm not minimizing what we are, but if you're asking me what I think the difference is between 30, 40 years ago and today, are these Nakudas, the excess in life, and the fact that, you know, we have to be more consistent with our message to our children in every area, and especially in Allah Torah, Mitzvahs, and Chesed, because that's what the kids want to be. They want to be like their parents. I, I find that that actually dovetails very well with this particular discussion of Ayyemayim, because many of the speakers speak about this issue of Ayyemayim being able to turn away not just from the inappropriate, right. but from excesses, right. from luxuries. Just because Yenem has it doesn't mean you have to have it, you'll be perfectly fine. But because we're human, and because the, the, the Rabbani Shalom created us with the Midah of Kinnah, and because we want what other people have, so it's, it's an Avaida, and we need direction, we need Chizik. And that's really also part of this, under the rubric of Vayimayin, is this ability to be able to be satisfied with what we have. And that, that's why I think it's, it's, it's so interesting that of all things that the Rav chose was this Nakuta, which is really part of this whole campaign. You talk about Bichil Spira, I was Zoycha, when I was a Kalingaman in Tel Yeshiva, we had a Vad, a Musavad. And he, together with other people, some of Rashi Yeshiva were my Musavad. And you could see right then and there that he was something very special. He came from a wonderful family, he comes from a wonderful family, wonderful brothers and sister and Bechlau, his parents are incredible. He's a real Ben Taira that gets the flavor of the Sugya. And, and Rebitzi, I don't mean to, to fawn and to praise you, but it's a thrill to be sitting here with my Rebbe, who was not even my Rebbe, he was my English teacher in high school, we saw Hiska that taught us Hashkafis and about Kashras when we were in science class. You Bechesed also have a way of connecting to people and explaining things properly. So it's a Dom Mitsuyan. We have very talented people. We saw Bessas, so many different people that can write properly and give over the flavor. And that's what our door needs. It needs flavor. It needs Altsam Pfeffer. It needs a Gishmakait. You know, that, that, that's what we need. I, I, you know, Sitting on the Mizrach Vant is a bracha and a klala. The klala is you sometimes see how people are davening and they're not really connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And you want to grab out and take that kid and pull him in and be like the Chavetz Chaim and whisper some words in his ear. And you see it happening right before your eyes. And then, of course, those parents that they're into the davening, their kids are into the davening. The fellow in my shul, his followers into davening. His eight o'clock from Lakewood are into davening. And you look at them, it's just mamish nechayach. Mm. You know, we live in a world where you have 18 periodicals, poligos on the bima, by their good, of all these different things. This you name it, we got it. So, the real conscientious misbal walks up there before davening starts, takes three, four, five, six, seven. So he's very busy. Hopefully not during the drasha, but certainly during Chazorah Sashat, missing the boat. Mm. The Rebbe that's how would close farm in the middle of davening, get davening. In my father's that's al Shul and Benson, and my father's that's al Shul and Benson's. Very simple people. No such thing as davening without a jacket. Everybody does zip-up jackets and a cap. 
I never ever remember my father telling the people not to talk during Dominic. He just didn't talk during Dominic. Mm -hmm. These were not going to Yisrael. Some might not even been Shemesh Shabbos, but you knew in shul you don't talk during Dominic. And, uh, you know, we have to bring it back, the old time religion. And I think we're doing it. And I think the medium of art schools in the Shayach and the concept of Ayimoyen is Nitzayach, and all these wonderful projects that people really care about, Klal Yisrael. Where do you find it more than this terrible Eser Yaakov? Many of us share because Klal Yisrael is rallying around the flag, the, the Tehillim now, and the Shemiras HaShabbos, and, and Kashras, and Tars Mishpacha, and Tzitzis, it's like human Kiyasupa, and Shema Yisrael. This fella had his two babies, he was talking at the EU, in front of all these Goyim, yeah. and he's describing what his babies are like and how they're with Hamas. And then he stands up and screams, he could kill us. Shema Yisrael, like a snarty, Hashem Alekeinu, Hashem Echad. That's what we're doing now. Kla Yisrael screaming, Shema Yisrael. And it's only Mikam Chisrael, Gerchad Boritz. Tefillin Moral Maksiv Bey. Mikam Chisrael compliments each other. If we want to be Machad Kuchabrichu, we have Davachas, and we have it now. All the Kirov organizations, Leiv Laachem, Shuvul, they tell me that I'm all yet a knock on the door. And right. Now they're begging, take my kid. So there's an explosion. 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 And it's right. real. We're and it's Tyra. Exactly. And it's real and it's for all the good things. It's for Tyra, it's for mitzvahs, mm -hmm. it's for tzitzis, it's for tefillin. So we're living really in an extraordinary time. I'm asking, it's a dangerous time. Mm -hmm. But the, the schar that the Olam has. I'll just say something I said on Vayimoyen. Rebbe Shmuel Berenbaum, he asked the Kasha. Yankee Vavino says, Eilach verrena beterem omos. Rebbe Shmuel Avanda, once Yosef is alive and Yankee has died, he'll never see his son. What's the Chiddush? Beterem omos. This word was told to me by the Heintegar Rosh Hashiva of Berenbaum. On the flight, I flew with my Rebbe, I was there to do the tar on him. I flew from Minneapolis and I was koivim, I was masked him. He says, Mashtuf, you don't know this fort from my father? I didn't know, I heard about Rebosha, it. Rebosha, Rebosha, Rebosha told me it's on uh -huh. the way. So he said like this. Now, it's such a controversial vort that Rav Nissen Wolpenzatzal, who was the editor of the Jewish Observer, by the way, I was there to write an article in the Jewish Observer about my Rebbe. He called me and asked me. Uh -huh. It was so good it closed the magazine, meaning the last issue of the Jewish Observer was my issue, was one <laughs> I wrote. Yes, yes, exactly, that's true. True, last issue. And he called me up to ask me if did he say this, did he really say this, because he said, it sounded very controversial, or a chiddush. So the Shmuel said like this, Yankiv says, I gotta go see my son before I die. So the Shmuel, Rebbe Chonan Zatzal, Hashem Kimdomi, told the Bochum Baranovich, Geza the Chavetz Run and see the Chavetz Chaim. you'll be able to see the Chavetz Chaim. You'll be allowed in his machitzes, his environs. But L'asad Lovey, with the Havaharacha, who the Chavetz Chaim is, you'll never be able to see the Chavetz Chaim. Said Rabbi Shmuel Birnbaum, the Mas Menador, who more Ramayish Zatzal was calling up Rosh Hashivas to come to Asifa, he said, I can't call Rabbi Shmuel Birnbaum, the Gemara Tzutayatem. Ramayish said on my Rebbe, Tzutayatem. Said Rabbi Shmuel, Avada Yankiv Avinu, certainly he was the Ishtom Yeshev Eholim. But Yosef, he faced such a terrible Nisayan Eshes Petipa that according to the Medrash it was more difficult than all the Nisayanis of Avram Avinu, Yitzhak and Yankiv all combined. According to another Medrash I found, she came down to him 
every single day for two years. I'm your ticket out of here. Vayimoyin. Chazal called me Yisav HaTzadik. Said, Yankiv, I better go see him before I die. Because now I could see him. But La'asad Lavai, where they understand the harocha of Yisav, he's a tzadik, he didn't give in. I may not be zeichad to be in his machitzes. That's what Reb Shmuel said. The Masmer Adar said. That's why he understood the door. Often the sienes of the door. So I'm saying, I think this is the door with the greatest nesiones since the history of the world. It's worse than the Roman orgies and all the mishigans that we had in the past. It's instant gratification, instant every is in the world, and no one has to know about it. It's between you and God. And what I've been saying, not a tzaddikim. A lot of tzaddikim under the radar. A lot of tzaddikim that are doing great things. And that's why Yemoyin. Yemoyin is uncovering and revealing that tzaddik in every single man, woman, and child, you can be a tzaddik. You can not look, control, not eat, not taste, not grab, not take, and you'll be a tzaddik. The tzaddik to the extent that maybe lost it lovely, the grace of tzaddikim and not going to be able to get too close to you. That's Odor. Wow. That's, that's what On that note, I, I have to thank the Rav, of course, for being here, which is a tremendous covet for us. But uh, thank you in general for the, for the thousands of hours of Torah and Ashkafa and inspiration that you've given to me personally. And to Gantz Kleiser, people on Nenev from the Rav Shiurim now that they're disseminated on all different types of platforms. It's not limited just to the beautiful shul on Avenue L. So many people are, are benefiting from the Rav's Hashpa. So... Here's a, an opportunity to thank you for, for all those years of dedication and devotion. And uh, my humble bracha continued. Hatzlachen being mashpi on so many tire yidden. And giving over that flavor, the way I see it, the beauty of Yiddishkeit. And the simcha of Yiddishkeit, which the Rav embodies, to be able to give that over. Day in and day out with such a lichtikeit. And it's, it's such a kiddushem shamayim. And we're... So, so grateful for it. So, thank you again. Amen. continue being And it is a schuss to be here in Art Scroll. I'm not pandering to my Rebbe of Nelson Sherman, but just there's a concept called Kedusha, like we spoke about. And I mentioned this before to Rebbe Nelson, and I think to yourself as well, that the Torah tells us Moshe Rabbeinu encounters Hasnein and Ukol. He saw what nobody else saw. He read the road signs, which is important in life. Bilam couldn't read the road signs. His donkey's talking to him, and he's arguing with the donkey. When was the last time a donkey talked to you? He couldn't read the road signs. Moshe Rabbeinu did. Ramatis Yosef said it was a pool of his errors, meaning people saw, and only he saw. And the Rebbe says, Don't go any closer. It's intense Kedusha. Take off your shoes. And the question is, if it's Admas Kedish, back up 20 paces, 20 persos. And if not, why take off your shoes? And Hashem said, there's the Mokim Kedish. Don't draw any closer. It says the Ksava Kabbalah, there are two places of Kedusha. There's Admas Kedish and a Maimed of Kedusha. Admas Kedish, Haramiria, the Beis Hamikdash, Yeshiva, Koyal, Bisyankiv, Rumud Svarim. Then there's a Maimed of Kedusha. Where a person... Vumigate, Vumistate, wherever you stand, create Kedusha. If you didn't go and tour Italy under the right auspices and with good people, they're shafing a Mokim Kaddish wherever they go. Imagine we taught our children, wherever you go, it's a Mokim Kaddish. Well, this is Rahway, I think, the shtetl's yes. called, yeah. to think that art scroll 
has created a Migdash Mat in Rawway, and I'm sure one day Rawway is going to be like a Galeza Shtuk, <laughs> but a lot of Yidin living here. And that's what you're doing, you'd see, and that's what Daimon is doing, and that's what art schools are doing, teaching Yidin, Mokim Ashata Oimerad Maskaidish. And the main one, you've got to act that way. Right. And you have to act like an Ish Kodesh or an Isha, who has Kadusha, Bas Kadoshim. It's a big schos, and Benishtam is going to help us out that we'll be Zechia to the ultimate Kadusha, the base of Migdash. Amen. Amen. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you.